to the great beyond uh happy mother's day i mean i'm not even gonna waste time i was you know obviously we're gonna talk about we have a great episode ready for you but this was honestly like it was a great episode like great interview like we're really excited for people to hear this one um so obviously stick around for the interview we got amy uh who's rick's sister and then micah who is ben's sister so you know we're calling it sister sister how's that is that a good we ready? Yeah, that's a fantastic name. Sister, sister, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I think that's we're creative geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, we're approaching this with a ton of optimism because we, we did the interview first and it could be a great episode depending on what we do leading up to the interviews. So <laughs> yeah. let's see how good this episode could be. That's a good um, we're setting know, but, far too high of a bar for ourselves and our listeners. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you just scroll ahead. Um, but no, <laughs> honestly, you know, the goal of all of this today is just to get some some insight into the delicate genius of these two goose members, sisters. And um, <laughs> we want to just like understand the complexities of the tension and release that exist in a relationship of being a sibling and watching a sibling grow. Wow. Um, Thanks, Bruce. That was, that was poetic. Man, uh, you should see how everyone's looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you got me thinking about tension release, like the nearly stifling tension of sweeping hair gently away and revealing the exquisite provocative nape underneath in an awesome release. Um <laughs> These are the things that, you know, I'm mainly curious about uh, as well Stay as tuned and that <laughs> yeah. will make sense. A lot of, we had a very interesting discussion um, <laughs> with Rick and Ben's sister. And um, but so we're really excited. Micah. To talk, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have, can we redo this intro? <laughs> Let's check out the news first part of the residence music festival was announced uh and resonance definitely i've only been there once one of my favorites uh so really excited about this and we got goose headlining with two nights and four sets so that's gonna slap um yeah man resonance um for those of you who don't know who haven't been uh resonance is an incredible festival that's kind of a, a a mix of some of the best of the jam world the best DJs out. And um, it's done by Essential Productions, who, uh, you know, they've, they've been around for a long time. And I think they just really, really have listener first and try to provide a, a really cool experience. So years ago, it was at Legend Valley. Um, some of you may have heard of Legend Valley, home of Gathering of the Juggalos. And it mm-hmm. moved to, um, you know, a place in Pennsylvania for a year. I'm, I'm not for remembering the name, but it was a pretty incredible spot. Until it was ousted to, I believe, Marvin's Mountaintop in West Virginia. Um, but I think it's got a permanent home this year in Charleston. Um, so shout out to those of you who went to the Charleston shows. Um, but super stoked. 
Yeah, Joey. great, great. Oh, we're gonna let Joey. Oh, we're gonna let Joey. Talk. We should let Joey. Talk. Oh, I guess we gotta. I guess we're gonna. Let yeah, Joey let, let let the kid who hasn't been to uh, Residence talk. So I don't have anything to say. Really, the only like thing I know about Residence, uh, or at least the first time I had really seen it, was the um, 2019 Day of Show episode four video that is up mm. on YouTube. This is when I was probably first introduced to uh, my co-hosts here. Bruce looks a little <laughs> different. Had I at <laughs> handlebar mustache, uh, yeah. we got a little shirtless Kalinsky. Oh yeah, in that video. Um, Good yeah, man. I but but and Greg I opens mean, it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I watch it. I'm I'm shocked at how out of breath I was uh, walking on flat ground. Day one of resonance. Um, it was hot, you know. It's hot out but there. This festival, it's a so much significance in the growth of Goose. Um, I remember going out in 2018 with the guys. Um, probably just like forced myself into the van. Don't even know if they knew I was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a long drive out. We stopped in um somewhere in. I don't know, Pennsylvania or something, got a hotel halfway through. And I remember vividly that's right when coach had uh, just entered veganism, you know, and I was sitting next to him in the van. So I was hearing a lot about how I shouldn't eat sentient beings. And my last meal outside of the festival was a uh, salad from Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> that did not give me enough fuel for the weekend. Uh, <laughs> strong start to a great weekend. But um, the guys played three sets in 2018. Nobody, well, you know, a few people knew who Goose was. Um, one was a late night, night one. The second was a VIP set before the biscuits at the main stage. And the third one, um, it happened the audio was lost uh i don't know it was cool um i think if i had <laughs> unfortunately I, I ran out of memory because i had only had one salad um and it was really it was just such an important launch pad um you know for the guys going into to a big 2019 and um you know i'll let bruce talk a little bit about the following year yeah you know crazy scientific fact that your brain needs protein and sleep to function properly <laughs> these are crazy things um but Still yeah unlearned. i mean so 2018 that was also in, was that also in pennsylvania or was that in legend valley 2018 was legend valley and it was the week after lost lands so the big dinosaur was still up and it was like two weeks after gathering in the juggalos which like that left the mark. I like it sounded super chill. Like oh, uh, sure I was like, was. why am I a resident man? Like, you know, but um 2019 it moved. I, I don't remember the place, but it was um oh it was Cooper's Lake. Um Cooper's Lake. Yeah, it was a um it was a campground out there, and it was really nice. I I really loved the setup in 2019. I mean, there were some hills and whatnot, like I remember um goose playing on that. Uh, at the bottom of that stage, that's kind of like a sloped hill uh, during the day. I think it was their um, second set yep. there in 2019. And it was a beautiful day and the water's right behind them. Um, there were a lot of different ways you could walk about that um, campground and and to get to the different stages. And I just really loved the way it was set up. And, you know, <clears throat> between Legend Valley and at Cooper's Lake, which was awesome, you know, it just had such a great vibe. And that was one of the best things about resonance for me is just it's hard to not love a festival a great festival with a great vibe um you know with with kind of easy access to a lot of things you know nothing's ever perfect at these festivals but um what kind of things 
<laughs> Great Lake. Oh, you, know, you know, so there's, there's a lake, water there's stations water, everywhere. Yeah. Water stations yep. that there was good a music little, too. Um, there was like a little store that was fun, reminded me of camping with my family when I was younger. Um, you know, wholesome memories at residence. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Interrupted by not so wholesome memories. Well, you know, well. so the late night set <laughs> wasn't the most wholesome I've ever been. Um <laughs> I mean so okay the late night set one too late i i feel like what well, it got, was you got to draw a line it was like 4 a.m and i'm not saying that like i've never stayed up that late before i'm just saying like there was a fire line up during the day like the special played in that barn at like 4 p.m and i was at that barn by 4 a.m you know just too much yeah. time but um iconic the guys wore those gold sweatsuits uh yeah. for the first time mm -hmm. which was super cool um creatures opener with that extended jam intro um and kalinsky actually introduced the band awesome nice. kalinsky you should do that again man that was some <laughs> that was uh and that was and like you said it was kind of iconic it was between peach in in july and then that set for a long time you know those reigned supreme to a lot of a lot of fans um obviously for a lot of fans too it's still in their early years of listening to the band for the most part most people didn't get on anywhere before 2018 and even then it was kind of limited um and you know you don't have a lot of the recordings from from before then um they've had a lot of great shows over the years but those two really reign supreme and that late night set was sick yeah even though it was super late you know they it does make it hard for the band makes it hard for the fans that that barn was packed yeah um and they and they really slayed it uh it's a barn so burner was, if you will i was pretty impressed with with how well they they did crush that set and then came back and played a really good afternoon set that i was talking about there on the water um and then played another excellent afternoon set the next day where mahali said for a really stage, good arcadia right. yeah i forgot yeah. about that so yeah they were sandwiched in between twiddle acoustic then it was goose then it's total electric and mahali sat in yeah um i remember i had to hey i left um after that after night two um to drive to connecticut alone oh, and right. yeah, go to right. a um game of thrones themed wedding uh, <laughs> head over to my uh instagram at greg night music and find that photo of uh me as a game of thrones character oh my god which dude. character <laughs> um the high priest oh wow that must have been <laughs> something it. yeah yeah you must i have moved like on to cbd since then <laughs> <laughs> nice smart smart man yeah i think his, his name was the high priest like the dude that like made um the bernie uh, sanders dude or yeah exactly okay yeah i'm surprised you didn't like couldn't have guessed <laughs> no, of course. um but yeah it was um you know oh, probably the only <laughs> probably the only like wedding i'll ever get to dress like that for um yeah so, so that was anyway cool. um let's topic. yeah let's talk <laughs> So, I, I mean, so from all really? those stories, like, did you ever imagine, like, especially in 2019, like the guys are just coming off Peach Fest, which like obviously the video was what kind of spread and made them viral. So they were, I would imagine, still somewhat under the radar at Residence. And then coming from that, the next time they're playing the festival, they're headlining like, I don't know. Yeah, 
I mean, that- but the thing is, like, people knew Goose at Resonance, you know, like they yeah. had because the, the year before they played three sets, you know, and it was like, that's a good point. Yeah. It was kind of like a like a unique microcosm of like if we had gone to I'm trying to think of what else, you know, whether festivals they played that year that were sizable. But most of you you'd go to and be like, I'm here with a band called Goose and people be like, I have no idea who that is. But <laughs> Resonance was like this kind of like special realm where Goose was being cultivated year over year, hmm. I think. No, it did feel like that. Definitely in 2019, people knew there was definitely there was a buzz about the goose shows. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of people, far more people than I expected, were at that late night set in that Mm -hmm. first night. And uh, that had a lot to do with, you know, shout out Lindsay Potts. Um, she uh was running the street team, and a lot of people went out and helped um put out flyers. Yeah, we gotta post that photo on our socials. Yeah, we will. And and that was, you know, that definitely helped. There were a lot of people that were already looking forward to seeing them. And so I guess seeing them headline now, I mean, just the kinds of places that they're playing and and, and the kind of festival slots they're getting. Uh, it's I can't even imagine I'm saying it's not that surprising mm-hmm. because of kind of what Greg was saying, too, that it's like it's almost been like a very. Um, friendly festival to them and and a lot of fans have been made out of that festival a lot of fans go to that festival and seen them so it's kind of like you know it's just a familiar site and a familiar place and i mean and then this year so this year it's not this year now it's charleston right and that mm-hmm. i heard um from our friend yeah. katie was it's like a mini suwanee the park that it's gonna Love be it. in yeah. so i'm and charleston's such a great city anyway you know i'm I'm ex- extremely excited about getting back there for residents. It's a great festival. I imagine this place in Charleston is going to be great. Weather's going to be great. I, I'm, I can't, I'm definitely looking forward to it. There's so many great festivals this year. It's really right. insane. Right. Um, it's hard to say now. I know Best. between like that and sacred Rose, Sweetwater that just went down. Um, High Sierra, like, Sierra. Yeah. The lineups for these things are, are insane this year, but I am really very much looking forward to resonance just because of the great time I had in 2019 and Medina to get back and West Virginia. I couldn't make it that year, but um, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun and it's definitely going to be big for goose and you know, they're going to be comfortable there too. So I'm excited to see some pretty good shows this year, but we don't want to forget that there was one other band announced and yep. uh, it also features a guitarist from Connecticut. Lotus. Uh. Lotus, like first band announced on the bill. Um, Tim is like, I think we should maybe have him on an episode sometime because he uh, is such an incredible guitarist and really um, so happy that he he's found a home in Lotus. Um, but, you know, Bruce and I are geriatric and, and have to rest up to do a couple festivals a year. Joey, <laughs> yeah. how is Sweetwater? Well, like, especially with Lotus. So um, I had my buddy, I thankfully he let me stay in at his hotel with them, my buddy Miles, and he plays guitar. He was an excellent guitarist. And he was kind of birthday, me, Miles. Oh, yeah. It was his birthday. It was his birthday that, that week. Um, and then, like, after the fish run, too, that was also kind of his birthday weekend. So he had a pretty good one. But uh, a couple weeks of birthdays there is a good stretch. Yeah, exactly. Solid. Yeah. solid. But uh, he had he was like giving me the lowdown on uh, Palmieri and like it, it was good that he was explaining this stuff to me before their set, like how he was excited about it. So I got to listen to it. And man, like 
just the, the band as a whole is so incredible, but you could hear how well he communicates with, with each member of the band. Like it's one of those bands that they can jam forever and really take the jam in different places without looking at each other ever. Like they all listen like so well to each other. So I don't I think they're going to absolutely crush it. That's like a two announcement lineup that like got me really excited for this festival. And I swear to God, if I can't go, like it's going to be a big hit to my, uh, you know, yeah, it's your reputation, your clout, summer. all that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, yeah, then we're going to have to talk about how you're not there. Um, but, you know, That's I think, fine, oh, well, you know, we got to move that Tuesday, Tuesdays to, to daytime again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we can, we can talk about this now because it's Wednesday. Uh, there's another project playing two sets at Resonance, and it's a project great friends of the podcast elephant yeah yeah so that is going to be sick um i'm really excited that they are getting some two sets is great at this festival and you know they they had that great opener for pigeons recently that i know you went to and um they have their own shows coming up two set shows coming up yeah actually um, on friday of this week well actually tomorrow from the relic studio Right. Live 7 p.m. on Twitch. Friday. Saratoga Springs. Yeah. Putnam Place and Saturday um, at Park City Music Hall in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And yeah, I mean, I hope for resonant. Like, I, I just think that they're a great late night band. And I hope that they can get a set after dark at, at resonance. I'll have to talk to their management. Uh, yeah, but that that would be clutch. I mean, they definitely are. They got the perfect vibe for it. Um, play a little bit of it, some some uh, have a darker thread, you could say, through some of their music, yes. which is great. You know, it's it's just a much different edge to it than than the things that Goose plays. And you know, like we've talked to them, and and it's a cool outlet for all those guys. So yeah, I'm looking forward to these upcoming shows with them and um, these two sets of resonance. I mean, resonance is just shaping up i think to be a really great time and i i don't know i'm getting so excited just talking about it really i'm flustered (laughs) well it's good because i mean that's actually our only news so perfect um, (laughs) that's great you know and um (laughs) like even though that may have seemed like an ad for resonance let me show you what a real ad sounds like let's hear from our sponsors (laughs) so my annoying kids don't know okay <laughs> happy uh-huh. mother's day okay sorry my ass was just in the screen no it's all right it's all audios i want to start an only fans account like a, a milf like like only fans account it's my dream well uh, like i, I am all for start. that i want to support that dream by the way like, anyway i don't yeah. want to show like you know i'll show like I'm not going to do feet. A lot of people do feet. I feel like my, I feel like I'm going to start with the ass, you know? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, dive right in, really. Yeah, why dip your toes in? Maybe we could do it together. It could be like a Goose Sisters OnlyFans account. Yeah, there you go, Micah. We're glad to break that news on the great subscriptions rolling in from black guys everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) diversify the the fan base a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Um, (laughs) that is the way that will diversify the fan base. (laughs) Um, and that is how we're going to start the episode. So, uh, long awaited opportunities, (laughs) long awaited, um, episode called sister sister we have two goose sisters not the only two goose sisters but we have micah atkind who is ben atkins sister for all you detectives out there <laughs> amy hoagland who is rick's older sister welcome to both of you thank you for having thank us you. for coming on guys um so we're totally not going to edit out the audio of what we were just talking about <laughs> it's so no. so good to have both of you on we need that for listens yeah yeah, we do. We absolutely right. do. Um, so, Amy, I want to start with you uh, because you said you're an open book. I have two questions for you. Okay. One, is it in fact Rick or is it Rich? And two, okay. can you tell our listeners Rick's social security number? <laughs> um, sure. It is 047. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so to me, he's Ricky and boo. So I always kind of get like a kick out of it because he's always just been Ricky. Um, but I also kind of think it's sweet that he went to the rich cause that's our dad's name. And so I think when he did that, I think it was like, and he's a junior. So I think that that is kind of like how it developed. And then when he, I'm 10 years older than him. And when I was little, I had this boo bear. And so I remember like when, um, when my mom was pregnant being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have like my own boo, like my own little boo bear. And so that's why he's boo. And that's why like on, on Instagram and stuff, he's unk boo. Cause that's what my three boys call him. Oh my gosh. I love it. So I wonder nice. if it came from an, an origin story for you right off yeah. the bat. God, he's going to love when I'm calling him boo all the time. Oh, man. (laughs) So to that point, Micah, um, if Ben could have any other name, what would it be? God. Um, This is why we don't send these out in advance. Yep. We want to make it as hard for our guests as possible. My friend Ben Flory growing up, we used to call him Benjamin and he like hated it. So that's why I'm feeling like I'm feeling a Benjamin vibe with Ben. Oof. I feel Maybe. like your brother would hate that as well. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely hate it. Um, <laughs> that's what makes it funny. I just call him Benjamin when I'm mad at him, um, which I think he also hates. <laughs> I mean, he's been jamming for a long time. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Greg's firing well right done. away. <laughs> We'll let you think about it. We'll let you think about it. I'm sorry. We normally don't start with such hard-hitting questions here at The Great Beyond. Um, and you know, I'm going to let one of my co-hosts ask a question. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, Amy mentioned that uh, Rick's a junior. I'm a junior, too, but we went the opposite. My dad was always Joey growing up. And as soon as I was born, he became Joe, and he hates it. Oh, and really? Like now, now, I would never go to Joe, like, no. in my entire life. Yeah, but it's nice that he, like, adopted Rich at a certain point. So, like... I it's actually did... funny because you know, sorry to interrupt, but it's, it's oh, actually yeah, no. kind of interesting because you know, like where the people like Judge, Gino, like all those guys call him Ricky. 
So it's like <laughs> yeah, interesting to see like, and then, but like Jeff calls him Rick. So it's interesting to see like the, fr- the people who are friends with him when he was like little to like older. And then, you know, now it's kind of interesting. Like you kind of, when you meet new people, you kind of know where they've come from in his life at like what stage based on what they call him. <laughs> His, name is like, his names are like rings on a tree. And so it's really pretty poetic in that sense. That's what like El Meg the Wise is actually about. There's going to be a whole bunch of fans after this episode, like calling him Boo. You know, I was there from day one. So I think we could get a little more generic with the questions, especially because I, I want to follow up with Micah on this one because um, she's not technically like in a house right now. Um, but Micah, so what kind of music was playing? around the house when you guys were growing up besides Ben just banging on things I'm sure loudly Ben Jammin Ben Jammin um okay so I judge thinking about the music that we played by based on who was driving me where because Ben is six years older and our sister Elise is nine years older than me so they just chauffeured me everywhere um Ben played a lot of Dave Matthews a lot of Dave Matthews who didn't that is soft (laughs) I figured one of the best African-American artists ever. (laughs) 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 And then Elise was like classic early 2000s pop. So it was a really great mix going on. Um, And then my parents just tuned out the sound of drums coming from their basement all day. (laughs) Well, what about you? you? What did you like to listen to? I just did whatever everyone else was listening to. I didn't really have a say. Nice. Small child. Uh, that makes it youngest. easy. Yeah. I was a handful, but like I also had to pull it up with everyone else's shit. So. What do you mean yeah. was? We're getting fights on this podcast, bro. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned uh, Dave Matthews. I think in an interview, didn't like Rick mentioned um, Amy? You showed him Dave Matthews, right? So I pictured like an almost famous type moment where like you're going away. And you give them like a, you know, box full of CDs and go light a candle and listen to, I don't know. Under the table and dreaming. I used to take him a lot. And it's funny because my dad was like super protective over us. And so one of our good family friends, Ray, he's like, you probably, you guys might've met him before. He was at Goosemiths. He comes around. He's like literally a six, nine, like tall man from Jamaica. And so my dad would like have Ray bring us. And then like people kind of thought we were famous sometimes because they'd be like, who's it? They have that like security and stuff. And before we would go, my dad would be like, all right, just no lewds, like do whatever you want, but no lewds. And like my brother and I'd be like, what the hell are lewds? Like, <laughs> what is that? And that like, of course it's like, now I want to know what it is and maybe perhaps try it. Cause I don't know what it is. I've never done lewds. However, that was like his rule. Like you could go have fun, but no lewds. But yeah, we went to a lot of Dave concerts. Uh, I would bring him with me and I really, he really loved him. And then a fun fact, my father-in-law taught Dave Matthews and uh, he was his art teacher when he lived in Yorktown, New York. So that was pretty wow. cool. Really? Yeah. What, what kind of art was Dave Matthews but, making? Well, like in high school, just like a, a regular oh, art class. Okay. Yeah. Ceramics. Yeah. 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 I could um, see him being a big I don't know. I mean, guy. I think he did everything like painting, drawing. I don't really know specifically, but he said he was like a good guy. He was a yeah, huge figure in the Harlem Renaissance as well. Yeah, he's you know, quite so. the Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, David. It's true. David. Um, <laughs> but that, I mean, that is, so were you guys going to the Meadows for those Div concerts? Yeah, and yeah, what is it? Is it called like Randall's Island? Like I remember yeah. going there. Yeah, we would go, I mean, 
pretty much anywhere. But yeah, music was always, music is like a big thing in our family. So like we always, a lot of times we would more so have like music on in the background. And like a lot of our, a lot of our family members are, uh, my mom's one of six. And I swear like every one of their kids, like at least one of them is somehow musically inclined. And so that was always fun, like coming together and like playing, you know, playing together. So that was always sort of like a big part of like the fabric. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Sure. I mean, word on the streets is that Micah is actually an incredible drummer. Incredible, what? incredible is a bold statement. It's I a bold podcast. Is yeah. this true, Micah? You like to play the drums? I can play the drums. Yeah. That's awesome. You can just- play the drums. Like you can make sounds with drums or you can actually play them. No, no, no. Like I can actually play. Yeah. Were wow. you like trains? You were telling me once you like while Ben was taking lessons, did you take lessons as well? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, so we both went to the same like creative arts day camp, which is where he started. And so I took drums when I was there too. Like we had the same drum teacher. He was my drum teacher for a year or two. That's so cool. Nice. That? Right? You gotta get up on stage. I know. Yeah, when are we gonna see what sta- we tell kick Jeff off there and just <laughs> hop right on? <laughs> I'm right. You see, Greg's yeah. nodding. Yeah, we don't. I mean, you can do I'm what nodding. Jeff's doing. For those of you listening, I am nodding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I just we do love sure. Jeff at the Great Beyond, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like Micah could maybe bring some flavor, you know? Theoretically, like, yes, but usually it shows I'm drinking tequila. <laughs> I don't see how that would stop you from playing drugs. I, I, yeah, I still I still see a sit in imminent. Um, yeah. we'll have, we'll have we drink tequila and make podcasts. It kind yeah. of has to happen. I mean, I feel like yeah. it would be like I not agree. okay for it not to happen. I have nothing to offer, but you do. So this has to happen. It's same. Cool. I have very little to offer, and I want Micah to offer <laughs> up a drum sit in for me. And totally. you know, I I agree. You guys, She's we missed kind of being selfish <laughs> at the bingo tour with the balls. That would have been like an amazing. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Well, we could do a bingo tour redux, no problem. Yeah, there's <laughs> gonna be another variant. Like, we got this. Yeah. yeah. And then it, maybe it'll just be all of us. The band won't even have to play. Um, um oh, I got one. So this cool. one I don't, yeah. so that was good. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's why so, that's why there's multiple hosts. Um, and also then Joey to write the questions. But uh we lost one. I don't know what did we offend him? I'm confused. We lose okay. things and people all the time <laughs> on the great beyond it just... i think he may have just quit actually yeah we I lost know. the whole episode once um <laughs> so early on so um oh there is good yeah you know he lives in the city there's a lot of bustling and hustling we're going on you're back i thought yeah. i said you what we thought you quit no. Yeah, Sorry, no, oh, yeah Greg my, and I were positive to quit. <laughs> so. my, my phone is going to die at some point, and that's where the mic comes through. So I was asking my roommate if there was like a special charger I could use, but no. <laughs> Great Beyond so. is high tech and well funded. Yeah, we so yeah. at some point, I'll still be on, but the mic will be coming through the computer. So I'll sound pretty shitty, but just <laughs> warning. Our listeners everyone. can't wait for that. Yes. Yeah, um. it's not like that's happened, not happened before. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Trust us. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, before we were rudely interrupted by our co-host coming back to the show, um, I was going to ask, and because I know this one is it's hard for me to even say, <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with Micah. But is it weird that your brother is basically a celebrity. I don't like the way Joey wrote that. Like I basically, like I don't like call basically. them. Yeah, they're not. I guess somewhat. Um, but you know that like strangers now know details about 
his life, you know, and they want to know more. And we're um, revealing more of them. Yeah. yeah, it's a little weird, except now I have a very large Twitter following because of him. Yeah, you're also funny. a celebrity. Yeah. So I'm not mad about it, but yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> so you're not, so let's follow that up with So how do you like the clout? Like, uh, <laughs> I love the clout. I love it. I remember I Micah posting about being VIP every show. Like, right. No, it's just a fact. Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Someone in the band's sister is VIP. Um, so I what about fight you? for those VIPs. I had to fight for those VIP. I mean, I don't even get them a lot of the time. I just get the <laughs> tickets, but we won't. No, you, you get them every you know, time. Uh, okay. Just, oh, that's sure. More, I'm so glad sh- I'm not the only one that refers to everyone else. <laughs> no, no, this is going to resonate really well with everyone listening. Like, you're that we said love. that, not Amy. I would like that on the record. Micah said it, not Amy. Thank you. Right. Yeah, no, right. one thousand percent. Because again, like I told you guys, we don't cut much from this, so people will hear it. Um, <laughs> now a term of endearment, <laughs> yeah. I also like. But Amy, <laughs> what about you? Um, definitely people are rabid about <laughs> your brother. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, he's still like Ricky and like he's still such a sweet, you know, he's we're very different. Like he's very sweet, very sensitive. I'm very protective of him. And so like it's a little bit tricky for me. Like I don't really go on El Goose anymore just because it's like, you know, I just know these boys and especially, you know, my brother, obviously his whole life. And, you know, they're all still really good, sweet. You know, I don't feel like they're cocky at all. Like they're just really sweet guys. And so, you know, to me, like I was just with him. We were just at Viva's Zapata's for Mother's Day dinner. You know, oh, like, yeah. never been to you guys go to Vivas for your family. And I have to say, like Vivas, um, they were one of the first like I my parents were in Europe when my brother was in high school and I was home and I like took him to like one of his first maybe even like his first show there. And like since then, I mean, they've always just been so supportive of him. So um, but like to answer your question. You know, to me, he's just like my little brother and like, you know, the uncle of my boys and just like a really sweet guy. I think where it's hard for me is when people, you know, they get very brave behind a keyboard. And I just it like, you know, it hurts. It like hurts my feelings because he just puts like his soul. And I know all of them do. And they're just like really sweet, good kids. Um, So that's like when it's hard for me, honestly. Right. And this is actually like, you know, you're talking to someone who whose job is to determine the public narrative around this band. And also Bruce, whose job is to babysit 19,000 people who make assumptions Bruce, about a band. you do a great job. I don't, I never meant to put you down. You do a phenomenal <laughs> job. Oh no, it's fine. Um, I didn't mean to put El Goose <laughs> no, no, down. No, 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 you can put El Goose down. We, no. we know, we right. know it's, it's so, a, just an abysmal failure of mine, no, but it's, it's, so one, it's one of many. I overlook it. I try to overlook no, it as much as possible. Great. It just became crazy. Like, I mean, it's so different than how it was even like a year ago. Like you could recognize who people are and everything, you know? So it's just, it's just hard because I am so protective, but like, by the way, I just also want to say if the roles were reversed and I was like the famous sibling, I'd be like, you know, I would like only red M&Ms in my room. Sure. Like, so Very Mariah of you. For every, you're welcome that it's Ricky and not me. <laughs> but here's the thing though, like, this is the thing is that people spin these narratives 
about this band like they know anything about the people that they are right and it's like oh like these motherfucking cocky assholes who don't want to have openers and just didn't have to work for anything so from connecticut and like you know and it's like one marketing geniuses yeah like (laughs) uh, and yes they've (laughs) poured money into marketing um that you know marketing and pr that got them to where they are and it's like first of all um if anything the podcast hosts are way bigger assholes than anyone in the band second of all are bigger it's it's kind of just insane to me that like people make these assumptions about who each person in the band actually is and so much of it just isn't true you know and and from a bird's eye view um, I remember when El Goose was Goose Group and there were like 19 <laughs> people in it. And it was like, group. who's going to Vivas tonight? And it was like, <laughs> obviously everyone, because some of the 19 are in the band and the rest are, you know, have nothing else to do. And it's turned into this thing with 19,000 people who are interested in this band, but also need to find a way to be critical. And it's perplexing to me, you know, and I... I remember when the guys in the band used to post an El Goose, right? Someone would be like, what are the lyrics to hot tea? I don't know what they're saying. And like Rick would say the lyrics and it was like, Oh my God, this is mind blowing. This guy's the Messiah. And now it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just this weird, strange energy. And I'm so happy that none of them are my siblings as their publicist. I'm like, well, I guess, you know, even oh if people God, are so hard. Like sometimes even I'll like text Micah and I'll be like, did you see that? Like, this is so bad. It really started for me. Like after the boys went on tour, opening up for pigeons. Mm-hmm. And I just remember my brother saying like how wonderful all of those guys were and how like grateful and appreciative for that opportunity. You know, I think that was like the first time they met like Jay Blakesburg and like, mm-hmm. it was just such a wonderful thing. And then like, you know, they become friendly with these guys and then like, their own fans. I don't even know if you can call some of these people fans who have such like malicious things to say, but it's like, Oh my God, those guys just gave them like a wonderful opportunity. Now they have all these West coast fans. And now like you guys are like shitting on them. I it's just, that's like when it really started for me. And I'm like, okay, I need to like take, right. it, you know, and I yeah. feel like also like having seen all of the behind the scenes since like, I don't know, like my earliest memory is when Ben was in Vesudo in like 2011. Mm. Um, And like, obviously nothing was happening for them back then. And that's, it's been like eight years until Peach from then. And then now it's a couple more years, but like there were so many years where literally nothing was going on and they were still doing it every day. And so like, I think for us, like we get very protective and we want to be defensive and we don't. I mean, you can't, you can't, it's not, you you can't, you know, it fuels them. It's like, gives them the attention and like, that's what they're seeking. And so it's just better to not, but it's so hard, you know, because especially like being 10 years older in like a lot of ways, I was like a third parent, like over the past couple of years, we've become more like peers Mm -hmm. instead of like, you know, um, so that's been like really hard for me, but now I've, you know, I've really realized that like, you know, like if you do that, then that's kind of what they want. They want that attention as like messed up as that is. So. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, to some extent, people also always have this backlash towards hype and, and it's happened to a lot of artists over the years. And now with social media, it's just so 
present. And it's been that way for so long, you know, that people just think it's lots of times fine or they think they're being funny. And obviously they're not. Now, it's it's definitely been hard for the guys too. a lot of them have been off and on social media, you know, now for quite some time. And some of them really avoid it altogether. Um, But and I know, Amy, you're on Instagram, Instagram quite a bit. And then Micah. Oh yeah, on. Micah. Hey, excuse me, back up. I'm kind of passive aggressive. Okay, what do you mean I'm on kind of plot? <laughs> I'm not quite a bit. I mean, well, quite a bit for me you know, when I just you, learned how to use Instagram like eight months ago. So it I mean, seems like yeah. a lot. <laughs> Micah's on Twitter quite a lot. Well, Micah definitely trumps you in her Twitter use. And I mean, you know, the one thing is that Instagram, obviously, I think a lot of people escape Facebook for Instagram because there's less of those conversational threads and and less of that freeform stuff going on. But on Twitter, Twitter, I've been on Twitter for a long time and and, and different, you know, sub segments of it. And it's all accessible in general. But Micah, how do you handle a lot of this stuff? You know, it's like I know I'm, I'm, I'm a sensitive to it is Amy at least, and and she might even have better reasons, but you know, you seem to handle it very well. So, you know, how would your approach to that? And what do you think about a lot of this stuff surrounding the guys and what people say and things like that? This week was funny because I posted a picture. I got a not a hundred percent sold on goose shirt just because like, I think it's funny. <laughs> um, and I posted a picture and anyone who follows me already knows me and knows it's a joke. Um, but there were also a lot of people who saw it who don't follow me. And those people like fell into a couple camps, either trying to convince me why I should be 100% selling goose. Um, there were a couple that were like, it's okay that you're not, like, we don't all have to be. And then there were some that were like, yeah, that's good. You shouldn't be. They suck. Like, yeah. If you go to my profile, you see my name. You like see my last name. Um, we're not very good at reading on Twitter sometimes. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, not on Facebook either. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. It's, you know, I think we're just not really good at reading anywhere. Which yeah, is like Instagram <laughs> is like generally. Yeah. yeah. Basically, I just shut off the comments because I was annoyed with people. But. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that but was honestly, funny. like, it I was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. So funny. You had yeah. a new one, Micah. So much attention. And, like, for the record, I did not start trying to gain followers on Twitter. I just, mm-hmm. like, started sarcastically tweeting about Goose at one point. I think, like, Ryan Storm found my account and therefore got lots <laughs> more followers. We know you've I, been astroturfing followers and, you know, paying yeah. for these farms no to follow. Def- At oh, def- shows when people are like, are you Ricky's sister? I'm like, I get that all the time. Like, oh, because <laughs> Dude, I just feel like, you know? Right. hundred uh, percent. I mean, Micah, you definitely like have a re- really, really good social media strategy. You know, it's been growing. I'd love to be your publicist. <laughs> love to, but you're doing it well. I think like collectively, if we did make an OnlyFans, that would be like transcendent in the industry but the funniest thing about this like thread micah like around you being not 100 sold on goose is that even the people who like were kind of trying to convince you that maybe you should be a goose fan like didn't recognize your last name you know that was hilarious that was and like the people that were like oh don't do it like fuck that it's like where do you have the time to randomly search threads just to hate on goose? Totally. Yeah. It, that's just why I turn off comments. I don't have the time to deal with it. I do not have the energy to put in people who are being obnoxious. 
Yeah. I mean, my sister doesn't have social media, um, which is really good because I don't know. She'd actually defend me for anything. But uh, that's a little thing that will <laughs> internally. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll it's been a long day. We'll, we'll take that offline. It's been a long day. It's yeah, one yeah. of those things I, I like say I'm going to edit uh, and then I won't. But like ultimately, my sister won't hear it. So it's totally cool. Somebody else take it. I'm going to cry a little bit. And well, wait, I have something to say real quick about this kind of stuff. So like I didn't have Facebook until like maybe a year ago. So I would like go on my husband's account and I'd be like. Oh yeah. Like you're like blah blah, or I'd like make posts or whatever. I'd be, or I'd like comment and like my husband was like, for the love of God, can you please get you're you're having fights with people on <laughs> L booth? Can you please have your own freaking account? So I did that for him basically. So like, you know, it's kind I mean, of that is good. You, you dropped some epic kid pictures too. Oh the, yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. But, Those but great. Like, that's when it felt more, you know, like. I don't know. I would oh. never do that now because there's so many people who I don't feel like have the right intention. So I would like never do that anymore. But like, it's, that was like really funny. My brother was like, are you for real? I'm like, yeah. Those He's like, were okay. great. I remember a while ago when we were like, oh, if El Goose gets to like 5,000 people, Amy and I will both put like post pictures mm-hmm. of the guys as kids. I don't think we ever did it. Maybe. No, but, because uh, people were mean and we we're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's like, ridiculous. That's you have four so ridiculous. different groups like making memes out of them that look like oh, right. four weird shit. Well, <laughs> four. <laughs> like said, 40. Said, uh, who is it? Is it um who who's like the really funny one? Like the who was like maybe one of the first ones? Bruce. I forget. Oh, yeah, Greg but Knight. I was like annoyed with my brother. He like it was on Instagram or whatever memes. I don't remember. And I and I like sent like this ridiculous picture, and he made like a really funny meme out of it. My brother was like, "How did he get that picture?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how he got that picture <laughs> no of you telling. on the beach, like all like laying oh, out." Oh my god, I need that picture. I think <laughs> yeah, too. We need I'll more of those. So. I've got good ones. Again, there's all kinds of material for, for OnlyFans out only there. OnlyFans, yeah. Like, this is again, yeah. It is, it's such a good idea. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway. Listen, my husband and I are both teachers. We need some money, so Mike and I have to start an OnlyFans account. I mean, I, I was a I, teacher yeah, once, and then I, I, was I like, have I'll taught follow jam bands around. <laughs> Horrible idea. Um. So yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to ask a little bit about that. So. You know, we're talking a lot about your brothers and that's boring. Um, but so what's going on with you two? So, Mike, I, you're also a teacher. If we could follow that thread. Um, so what do you teach? So I'm like kind of sort of a teacher. I run the education programs at a synagogue. Um, okay. And so I get to supervise all the teachers and more of a principal, hmm? more of a principal. Than I am teacher. basically a principal. Very fascinating. Boss lady. um yeah i start a new job this summer which is fun i get to move into the city oh cool do you have a working toilet in where you're moving (laughs) it does have a working toilet um everything has been renovated and updated in the last couple years so that's good and it's not in the basement so that's nice and it's not a hotel room it's also not a hotel room excellent uh and then amy you also happy mother's day you have kids of your own um but so what else you got going on so i'm a teacher i teach second grade i'm also a beach body coach i'm like obsessed with you know fitness and stuff 
Um, and actually, I, I just did a whole opinion. You might have seen some of that on the Instagram because I'm always on it, according to Bruce. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yes. I was, we were doing this whole opinion unit and I was kind of like bored by it. So I was like, and they, my, my kids actually like really like Goose. And so I started to do this whole thing. I chose four songs and they had to choose which song they liked best. And they had to give all their like reasons and write letters. So I FaceTimed with Ricky and I chose four kids to read them. And he felt like, you know, you guys did such a good job explaining your reasoning. So he actually came in like two weeks ago and played for them. And it was so like, it was so amazing. Like it was just so cool. And, And also when I, when we went remote, like back in 2020, um, Peter, uh, Ricky, Jeff, and Karina actually did um, like a little performance for my class. So he's always been so supportive of uh, like my teaching and stuff. So it's really cute. Nice. What song awesome. was what song was like the most popular? And what so, were the what were the four songs? I remember songs? the breakdown. So Arcadia one was seven. Um, then butter rum five <laughs> um, <laughs> appropriating kids. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it in February? I love it. Uh, humble, humble also had five. I'm just going to skip over that in case any of my parents or my students listen to it. And then, um, time to flee had, I think two. Really? Interesting. Second grade. Kids love time to play. I yeah. thought that that's kind of why I chose it, but like it was amazing. Like so many of them said that they loved Tumble because they loved the message of it, which I was mm. like, they're like seven and eight years old, and a lot of them liked Arcadia because like someone was like, I like the rhythm of the guitar, and I like, I'm like, geez, smart like, kid. Yeah. Oh it. yeah. That kid might have weed in his backpack. Don't tell me. It's fine. I'm cool. It's legal. You know, but yeah, I'm Tumble though. <laughs> Tumble makes sense. Like tumble, it's like you know, second grade. I was like spending seventeen minutes tying both shoes. Double knot, you know. So I'm like, this resonates with me. They're like, I had this one dad be like, coolest teacher ever, and want to know what? So when they're in uh, New Haven, like a bunch of my students and their parents are going to the show. They're like, tickets to the good show. Like I've like, how cool is that? You know? Yeah, for sure. It's better put them like way away from the freaks that are. uh, Yeah, I know. Around good shows, but they should be. There's gonna be some cool kids. I hate in El Goose is when people say kids (laughs) shouldn't come to the shows, and people will criticize parents for bringing the kids to the shows. Yeah, there's a bunch of adults acting like. Children <laughs> like at the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing my boys to the show. I'm bringing my boys. And like my middle guy, Cammy, he's like, Do you think people will recognize me as little Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope. <laughs> I hope so. That's so my great. Mother was like, I don't know how many people saw it. So maybe. <gasps> <laughs> All right. So everyone listening, you got to hit up that kid. Right. <laughs> Get his no, autograph no. now. Get his autograph little now. Mitch. <laughs> But they're all coming. Is it okay if I say this real quick? They're all coming. So one of my really good friends, um, uh, both the, they're a couple and they're big jam band fans. Mm-hmm. And their son has Duchenne, which ironically, Danny McDonald, his um, his cousin has Duchenne also. It's like a form of muscular dystrophy that oh. boys get. And so I've always talked about him. His name's Connor. And then my brother ran into him and he and he like kind of like fell in love with him. And he was like, What how can what can I do? Like, how can I? support them so actually on the 27th those kids will be coming too and i've been talking with dave and he's been amazing and uh they're they're creating t-shirts and pins for um people to buy um and all the proceeds will go to their charity called komd it's called kindness over muscular dystrophy 
So that's why my kids are coming and Connor and his two brothers are coming. So it's going to be like, oh, um, Ricky wants them to do the power up. So it's oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, oh, for sure. Nice. Really, really special, really special time. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, on the 12th, Danny's cousin who has Duchenne will also be there. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy because it's very rare. But then within the Goose community, there's somebody else who has a family member with Duchenne. So I'm really I'm really appreciative uh, to Dave for everything he's doing uh, to help, you know, help this at the next at the help with the, their charity. So it would be really special. That's, oh, that's why awesome. my kids are going. That's good. Oh, that's really Dave nice. is actually a mortal enemy enemy of the podcast. So I'm glad we can finally, uh, <laughs> you know, no, just kidding. We love Dave. Yeah. We love Dave. Oh, he's amazing. He's like such an amazing human. Honestly, I'm very appreciative. Of we'll everything. make sure to, yeah. we'll make sure to make an announcement in El Goose. So you guys don't have to wade into the, <laughs> into yeah. the waters there. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely make sure to uh, let people know, you know, before Thank the weekend, you. but that's Thank a great call. So for sure. Thank yeah, you. Um, one thing I want to get back to is uh, Amy said she was the coolest teacher. Think straight up. So I thought that was a jab at Micah. I didn't. I know we. Micah's now an administrator. <laughs> well, but she's an administrator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I guess just... she's not cool anymore as an administrator. My no. teens think I'm cool. So. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a in the teaching world, I'm a compared to Micah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know because. <laughs> As a former middle school teacher, um, where no one thinks you're cool at all, <laughs> middle school math specifically, um, Micah is an administrator. So it's like, you kind of got to like let the administrators know that you think they're cool just in case you get in trouble, <laughs> you know? And then like your teacher teachers, um, you kind of have to let them know that they're not that cool because it would be weird to, to actually think they're cool. I mean, I'm just saying my teen girls come to me about their relationship advice. So I don't know if I'm the best source, <laughs> but they do come to me. I mean, it's that it's again, it's setting up that safety net. I agree with Greg. I understand it. You know, let's, let's keep her close. She's an admin here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're right. She's the one who could dole out the punishment. So yeah, it, I, are you, Mike, are you afraid if you brought Goose to them that they might not think you're cool anymore? <laughs> a few of them know about Goose. A couple of them follow me on Instagram, um, which like I'm fine with. My Instagram is fine. A um, little bit here and there. Um, <laughs> my computer's saying my internet connection is unstable, which is funny <laughs> because I am as well. Um, so I'm wondering, like, you know, I I, I play a couple instruments. Oh, big man. Here. <laughs> no big deal. Um, and I don't think if you talk to my sister, there was ever a point where she was like, oh, like he should keep doing that. It'll bring him somewhere. Um, so I'm wondering, like, when you knew that your brothers could maybe do something with their music. And um, that's pretty much the whole question. <laughs> it's a solid delivery. <laughs> that's what we strive for. <laughs> Ben had his one of his Berkeley auditions when he had mono and they still gave him scholarship money. Wow. So that was cool. Wow. Nice. Did he tell them at all? Was there like a warning? Like, by the way, I have mono or was I mean, cool I don't think it? he was gonna like share any cups with any of them. So well still you like feel like shit going in. Doesn't help. Oh, I don't I don't know if he told them. Again, I was like, I don't know, eleven. So, I mean, that's kind of Ben's no like pre-show thing, though. You know, he's like mono. 
No, not mono, but it's <laughs> oh, like it's like general ailment, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to go apply CBD to like this, you know, gunshot wound, or I'm not gonna some kind of ail- yeah. And when you again. do apply CBD to a gunshot wound, make sure to use Sunset Lake CBD. Sunset South. Lake CBD, <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely yeah. the best out. Um, <laughs> so let's pass that to <laughs> let's pass that to Amy. Joey's got to have a question. Oh, I'm oh, gonna do less talking, yeah. and let's let Amy, let's let Amy yeah, answer. Same question, Amy. Okay, well, you know, my brother, it's interesting because he was like very athletic, like very, but he was, um, he's like really not competitive. Like I always tell this story, like we would play sorry and he would be like, oh, I'm not going to go that way because then I'd knock you out. Meanwhile, I'm like, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, It's a game. Come on. Sorry. Like, but he is, is not like programmed that way. And so I think like sports, even though he was really good at it, was just like tricky so, and my dad was a big sports guy and what one of the, and now that I'm a parent, one of the, and I don't even know if I've ever like said this to my brother, but like each sport that my brother stopped playing, I like think that sometimes like maybe my dad was sort of like bummed, but like, but he, but he never, he always put that to the side and he kind of like dove into music and like, you know, started buying, like taking my brother to like the guitar center and like taking him to concerts and like learning about it. So like as a parent, that was like one of the best, you know, things that I ever saw. Just like, you know, your kids are not you like you right, need yeah. to support them and what they want to do, which was always so cool. But I think for me, like in around middle school, believe it or not, that early, I just saw that he had a passion for guitar, like more than anything I ever saw him do. And like, you know, he's always been a night owl, like always, like ever since he was like a toddler, the kid stayed up like all night. And so it's so interesting. It's almost like he was like preparing for a life of like, you know, going on at 10 PM, which I've already been like asleep for an hour and a half, you know, but like, (laughs) it's just as what he was so passionate about. So I kind of thought I never knew like this would happen, but I knew that he was that passion would drive him to do something like great things in the music industry. And I actually thought it was going to be like production because he also really likes that. Um, But you know, I'm just, I'm like, honestly, very proud of him that he stayed with it and that my parents supported him. And, you know, just a plug to any parents who are listening, you know, with children, you know, who have musical aspirations, like back them up because it's really, it's really special. I hate always seeing like when towns cut, you know, the arts, like it's like, it like kills me, you know, because even though I was more, you know, sporty kid or whatever, like, my brother, it's just like really what like not saved him because it's not like he needed to be saved, but like it was that was his fuel, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, so what you're saying is that like if it weren't for the arts, he'd be in the NBA. Whoa. You said you said he was very athletic, and we were talking to John, and Bruce had some uh, you know, some give back to uh someone being more athletic than him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's well, it's wrong. John, but <laughs> oh, like, I remember, John. like we did like summer swim. And I remember like people like begging my parents to like let him swim like year round. And he was like, no, thanks. Or like he would feel bad. <laughs> fun. And I, it was like, like, you know, he just didn't he didn't have that in him, you know? He does yeah, have I mean, a fire musically a little bit, you know, totally. I, I mean, he definitely doesn't get competitive. But, you know, you can see that there are things that 
that drive him in a competitive way, but it's almost like within, you know, within himself rather than. Oh, a hundred percent. I completely agree. Like he feels like there's a space for everyone, like in the, you know, in their own music and their own creating, like I would totally agree with that, Bruce. I think he's most competitive with himself. Like if that's Mm. like an, an internal, you know, thing. You know, that's really interesting because there's so many ascending bands where at big festivals, they lean on like, and I, I'm not saying Rick's the front man of Goose because obviously Ben exists. Um, <laughs> but like, there's so many, there's so many guitarists who like their goal is to sit in and sit in and sit in all the way up and have people sit in. And it's like, even if it's not a competition on paper, like there's an inherent kind of competitive spirit to doing a sit in on a big stage. And Rick's never been that guy. You know, like he's never been that guy that wants to sit in or have people sit in. Um, And that's not really a question. It's just really a point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's interesting. I I bet you, Micah, you I wonder if Ben ever said this to you, just like going to Berkeley. Like, I think there's like I had a very different college experience, you know, but I think that like Ben and Jeff and Ricky, you know, at Berkeley, it's like you're. I remember him being like, everybody's so good. You know, I think that it was humbling. And I think that at Berkeley, especially, I think they all probably felt like, wow, there's like room for all of us here. Like we can all be creative. And I think that that was that like, I don't know if they even maybe realize it, but I think that was definitely helpful and in a way kind of prepared for what's happened since. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like all I ever heard was like him talking about how good other people were. Um, yeah, it was never anything like Ben is still like that. Yeah, too. he's the last person yeah. to give himself credit. This is um, true. Yeah, I can't wait till Ben plays something that he thinks is good. It's going to be <laughs> life changing for him. A big day. He's <laughs> yeah. so talented. So talented. I remember actually when Ricky first met Ben and was like, whoa, this guy is like no joke. And, you know, so like Ben, yeah. Ben's no joke for sure. We all know Trevor. Come on. That's <laughs> yeah. the best. Didn't even have to go I to Berkeley. Think Trevor's my favorite. My mom's like, Amy Lee. I'm like, what? I love him. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Lee. <laughs> um, well, keeping on the theme, I want to keep on the theme of sister, sister, because Mike also has that going on now. Um, so you have a sister-in-law, uh, or it's going to have a sister-in-law. Future, yeah. Future sister-in-law. So um, what was it like for you to see that go down? Uh, at Mohegan Sun. And what did you know about that before that happened? Everything. I knew it was (laughs) happening. We knew it was happening at the end of the second set. Um, When he interrupted Peter to say that they weren't done, I think my mom and I just started sobbing. (laughs) (laughs) Like our, we were sitting next to Sam's parents. Um, I think they kept it together a little better than we did. Um, (laughs) We were a freaking mess. I was crying all week before it. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw her before the show. She's like, "Can you believe it?" Like she was like, <laughs> "I didn't talk to Sam for weeks because I was afraid that I would like spill the beans or something like that." So during, I actively avoided her. Yeah. During the first set, I was with her and like all of the girlfriends, and she kept going to like say hi to different people, and they were all freaking out because they needed to make sure she was in the right place when it was going to happen. So like, oh I spent god. the entire first set scheming with them of like how everything was going to work. Um, it was so stressful. Hmm. Well, I had no idea. Work, have worked out, yeah. I'm the only one who had no idea. And you <laughs> had no whole, idea? I mean, well, so like I had hung out with Ben 
back in October and he was, you know, he talking about the ring and whatnot. Uh, it was kind of after the T5 shows and they had a little break so we can hang out, even though they had the COVID bubble going on. And uh, he was We're telling me about that. it then, you know, and I was hanging out with him and Sam. <laughs> and then I totally forgot because um, my brain doesn't work. And then that set, uh, one of my buddies, Eric, uh, came down and was like, oh, you know, no, I'm going to something big's gonna happen bo i'm like and and i so i didn't let him tell me what was gonna happen and then uh when it happened i was pretty surprised myself i, I didn't shed a tear it might have come close but i don't cry obviously i'm emotionless okay. yeah <laughs> good to know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your family wouldn't let my sister's kids talk to sam that entire week my right. daughter <laughs> is in love with her um and they knew they found out and so we knew that if they talked to her i mean they're children so they would have been over yeah Um, if you would have proposed first is what yes your nephew pissed (laughs) honestly i i think he's a little upset but like he gets sam he still gets to see sam on a regular basis so Hmm. um that's so very exciting for him but he is she is clearly the favorite of his Nice. <laughs> Good luck, Ben. <laughs> he told start me that he wouldn't go more. see a goose show with me. He would only go see a goose show with Sam. Oh. <laughs> wow. That is cold. Ice cold, little man. <laughs> yeah. Tell him to tell Brent, Ben to practice a little more and maybe he'll come check him out. <laughs> I didn't say that, but. Um, okay. So let's move on from that because I just feel like I keep giving bad advice here. Pre-pandemic, um goose was a band that was making their way up you know and there was a ton of promise and like i think we all believed in them for sure but they had this massive explosion during COVID, and i'm wondering like what you two saw as the point where you were solidly confident that this could be a real thing and really just continue on for me like i think that what's (laughs) so great about them is that they are they're creative, you know what I mean? And they listen to each other's ideas. And I don't really feel like they're super sensitive about like, if someone's like, well, what if, okay, I like that idea, but what if we do this? Like, I think that they're like a good team. And I also think like, you know, I don't, I personally don't think I'm obsessed with the crew. I think like one after the next are like some of the nicest people. Like, in fact, when my brother came to my classroom, like the kids, the students, they all asked questions. And one of them, like some of it is like, you know, I don't know if I can answer that. That's hard. But like one of them asked, who's your favorite crew member? Which, by the way, I thought was kind of a cool question from like a second Badass question. Yeah. And he was like, I could never choose. Um, but I so I think my point in saying that is that they're all they're really they they're great collaborators, but also the people surrounding them are also just amazing. And I don't think that they would maybe not even be like, I mean, I know that they wouldn't, I'm sure they would all say that they wouldn't be where they are without the crew and without, you know, I mean, you just, like, it's hard to wrap your brain around how freaking nice these people are, you know, like Mm -hmm. and how talented and how talented in their own right. They are and and how hard they also work alongside the band to make like, I remember hearing, and I hope it's okay to say this. So please edit it out. We say whatever here. I know, but I don't know. I don't know if this, just make sure it's okay for me to say this, but like, I remember before they, uh, the goosemiths on top of uh, Rockefeller center, I remember hearing Marta like sold a bunch of like her clothes to get like updated equipment so it Mm. would look and I just remember like crying and being like are you freaking kidding me like 
that is just so amazing. Like all these people are just the kind of like Danny. Oh, like I just can't even. Yeah, I love. I do. They're just. <laughs> they're all I great. Think that they're so spectacular. Also, because they're surrounded by such good people and such yeah. talent. And I mean, they were committed. And it's this goes back to what Greg was saying about people saying a lot of things that just aren't aren't true or based in any sort of knowledge of anything. But they, everybody seemed to want to com- like compare Getty to CK Five. Um, Chris Corona fishes like guy for anybody who doesn't know. <clears throat> and it's like, yo, well, these guys don't have a five to $10 million light rig that they're replacing every tour. You know, they're, it took, it took a while and it took some gaining in popularity before the band even started to get on salary. So it's not like, you know, they were rolling in money or rolling in funds right. or rolling in support. You know, people thought Peter Shapiro was like lifting them up on his shoulders yeah. at Rockefeller center, like, you know, and it just, that wasn't the way it was, you know? So they, they had to kind of fight through some, some tough times and having that commitment around them, you know, from the people that were working with them and for them was also an, you know, an exceptional amount of support. And like you were saying about, you know, Rick and your, your parents growing up, like that support is needed throughout the whole process. And especially if anybody's going to succeed, like you need a team around you in, in a lot of respects and a lot of industries and um and you need a lot of support throughout the process because it's a long and arduous thing so um it's been great to have that and it's definitely you know we we love the crew here as well uh, quite a bit and uh can never sing their praises enough so um definitely shout out to them i will say my favorite crew member is marta though marta you know this um but yeah that's the, you know i just had to slip that into also the two of like you guys like every time i see you every time my kids see you guys you're always so like amazing to my kids like it just goes a long way you know and like when i think micah and i like when your brothers are gone for so long and and it's like you know sometimes you don't see them for like a long time but just knowing that they're surrounded by like really good people it like you know it makes it easier to like go to sleep at night well, and like going back to me crying, um, Greg, I think you saw this when me and Matt Kalinsky were sobbing together during hot tea at Halloween. Yes. Um, really- <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> it was a really crying lovely Crying during hot teas. Mm. A new one for me. Right. Yeah. You know, not exactly the tearjerker people show. would expect it to be. But, uh... I thought they were going to play a double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can ask Sam, I cry at pretty much every show it always happens it's fine shout out to Kalinsky though miss that guy he's also a big crier yeah so we've seen him cry at a number of shows as well but hot tea again i'm kind of floored (laughs) (laughs) definitely one of the sadder songs in their catalog for sure what was it about that hot tea and like halloween was it just the whole moment the energy of the room was it the ludes did you take we're the the ludes i will say my car had gotten a flat tire that day i almost didn't make it to the show so oh that's right I guilt tripped Ben into telling me the theme that day because I was stuck at the tire place. Like it was a day. I forgot about that, that you got stuck that day on the way up to Worcester. Yeah. But yep. you made it. You did I make did. it. Yeah. And did you go on Twitter and say what the theme is? Is that how you got like all those followers? All the oh, no, points? I had those followers way before. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, come oh. on, Micah. You had a <laughs> rapid ascendance. <laughs> Your early Twitter presence was like, how many other arbitrary like Jewish administrators are t- teaching this way? And it'd be like one like to like, you know, I mean, like no education. Uh. Yeah, I was tweeting into the void, you know, like for a long time. Well, and, I, had, I had gotten slightly viral on Jewish professional Twitter. 
So that oh, was like right. for a while. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Got I, mean, it. I, I missed time. that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty big. And then time. I accidentally got myself into Goose Twitter for better or for worse. <laughs> Well, Goose Twitter is solid, but I mean, fish Twitter is king. And I mean, that's <laughs> like, I don't even really want to get into that. Are you right now. about going to fish? And people go wild. <laughs> I have to tweet about that stuff too. People don't go as wild, I guess. Yeah, Bruce tweets about how bad of a time he's having at a fish show live, yet just like, yeah. head back screaming along with the lyrics. Right. Yeah. Over that, chomping aggressively. <laughs> um, so basically what we're saying is Amy do not get on Twitter no I think I'm too old for it I mean I, I was too old to even join the right link for this so I mean you crush Instagram <laughs> though Amy we talked I was, about yeah, I was too old to make the like, calendar invite. think about like what I post now I'm going to be like is this going to be okay with this <laughs> I, mean, I have to post because I'm a beach body coach. So it like oh. I post, but like someone told me that I don't know. I I'm gonna talk about this off camera. Well, Offline, off the I've record. Taken little, I've taken a little break from posting my workout videos. So I mean well, that's because we're getting ready for yep. OnlyFans, baby. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. <laughs> right. Let's right. make that money. That's right. that bread. I, mean, I hear like the wrists are big and like the nape of the neck. So I wrists? think I'll start there. There's I'm a big, I'm a big neck nape guy myself. So All right, I understand. Good to know. You're a napist. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my camera off for a second. Oh. <laughs> uh, that that right. could be one of the better jokes we've ever had. On that was Patreon. really good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, how. I don't know how we could top that. Uh, I don't, is there any, Bruce, any other questions? Because Greg was, abandoned us. It was like a drop the mic moment. He like said it and then he like disappeared. You know what? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, we've had two hosts disappear on this show. <laughs> um, maybe before a third one, we wrap up. Joy, we else? have like this effect on people, I guess. I know. I know. It was crazy. It was too much. It was overwhelming <laughs> today. <laughs> really, it really was a great episode, though. I'm excited for people to listen to this. this is, is it be- over? I think we're going to keep you guys. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to try to wrap it up. You know, Um, we didn't like get to share any like incriminating shit. Well, we need it. That's what part two is for. Yeah. Osiris is is trying to get us to hustle episodes, you know, so we're going to have you guys back. I think this worked out far too well. Um, And we do have some more ideas anyway. Um, Yeah, we want to keep the sister theme going. There's a lot of good avenues we can go. I can see now. (laughs) And maybe once they're back on tour, we could do like in-person interviews. Those usually work out way better. So if everyone's going to Westville, I'll be there. I'll be there too. Both nights. All right. right. Looking forward to the hometown reunion at Westville. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So thank you again, guys, Micah and Amy, for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Any last words before signing off? Yes. I do feel like June Atkind, my mom, does not get enough credit for the potato thing. Um, her rule when we were growing up was that if you didn't like what she was making for dinner, you could make your own dinner. And Ben knew how to make one thing, and that was a baked potato. So <laughs> Still the only thing. Really. <laughs> any any particular kind of potato? potato? So growing up, I mean, like, I don't know how much detail you want me to get into, but growing oh, no, up, all of it. always a russet. You bake it in the microwave like yes. 15 minutes, mm-hmm. um, cut it in half, butter both on the top and underneath the skin. Um, so the skin's all buttery too. Ah. And then you load on the cheese. 
Okay. Okay. So what was your mom making that he just wasn't into it? She's a good cook. He just, uh, we were, he, I don't know. He he's just, just, you know, he's, he's like, I'd rather it. drum. It's bad. He's hard headed. Are like nightmarish. They don't want to eat any freaking thing you ever make them ever. So we'll see. <laughs> right. Spoken okay. like a true mother. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously. Who has her door locked so her children can't get in? 100%. <laughs> And then on Mother's Day, I'm like, they had like four lacrosse games. I'm like, I actually like to like not be with my children on Mother's Day. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had no choice. I had to be with them. Oh, let's let mom cut the lacrosse games for one Sunday, please. Seriously. See. Oh. And then my mom and brother are like, we're going to Viva's. I'm like, do my children have to come? You know, <laughs> they can't even. <laughs> no, drink. I'm just kidding. I, I love, I love. They're great. They really are. Oh, well, you guys were great today, and and we can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, really well, thank appreciate you so much it. For having us. We've been so excited about this. Of course, awesome. it's so been look- a long time. I don't think people realize how long we've been trying to plan this. Like since Literally the podcast started. Forever. Yeah. yeah. We, like last Westville shows is like when Mike and I were like, oh, it's gonna be called Sister Sister. We like, <laughs> took pictures together, and we're oh, like, oh man, we were even talking about it then. Oh we my didn't gosh, think it was gonna right. happen until like last week. So, so we had to step up our Instagram and Mike's Twitter. <laughs> to kind of, get, I mean, that's why. If you want to know the truth, that's why. So we can impress y'all, so you can have us on your freaking show. Oh, <laughs> well, that is what we needed. We don't invite guests that do not have some kind of clout online. Our um, plan works, my God. Our plan works. <laughs> it worked like a charm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Oh, we got. Oh, Greg are you Max. closing it? Are you closing yeah, it out? Yeah, I'm closing um, out dude. Okay. I so, think Chris <clears> is affected <throat> by the napist comment. Um, look, everybody's yeah, leaving. Sorry. All our hosts are leaving the show. We thought Joey quit. <laughs> I okay, thought, you know, you know I sorry, you I, just, I didn't mean to, to out you and, you, you know, your proclivity to nape, but I have a couple more questions that we're going to edit back in. So formative experiences often define songwriting, um, you know, from the moment you're lucid and can remember things until you can, you know, use an instrument and, and use words to convey emotion. A lot of music is just a summation of what we're comprised of and so those are like two really big words in a row that's why he <laughs> Three, had to step away to get... nape. yeah um <laughs> step so... away to grab his dictionary and yeah, find and that question. Yeah, yeah. actually yeah i didn't even have to do anything i was just reading a dictionary for a second um so i'm wondering like you know i'm a marginal songwriter and some of my songs like reflect formative parts of my life so check out my new single uh mcdonald's um or you know dunkaroos like that's as far as my songwriting goes but i think like you know as as people who are i believe related to people in goose um are there some some specific kind of benchmarks in life that you can hear in the music and you can understand where that came from like, so, Micah, like, what is Butter Rum's connection to the Atkin family? And Amy, um, what kind of things resonate with you in some Goose songs that were formative moments in your life? Well, I know. I know, So this is actually really interesting. But our Uncle Fran, he's the one, like, that used to work at Shenanigans. He booked the bands there. And he was really, um, mus- he loved music so much. And... I'll never forget. He was living with us for a little while. And my brother was talking to him about music and stuff. And like, 
you know, and, and so my uncle said to him, and it's like kind of eerie when you think about it now, but he said like, what do you have to write about? Like kind of what you were sort of saying, like you're from Connecticut, like you've got, you know, like, where's the pain? Like, he's like really great songs have like pain and like, and it's kind of crazy because like a few months after that, um, our pop died. And then a few months after that, uh, my uncle Fran died. And then a month later, our dad got diagnosed with cancer. And so it was like, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like he made a really good point. Like, where do you, where do what are you going to write about, about like, you know, like going out with your boys, like the streets of Connecticut or, and then that happened (laughs) already. So I was going to say, yes, yes. We will write about that also. (laughs) But I think that that like really, um, in a, in a crazy way, like my uncle kind of like put it out there. And then I think all that sadness, I think honestly, like helped my brother kind of, I don't know, like through it. And like, I think it was like writing these songs was like healing for him. And I know that he definitely had writer's block for a long time. Cause it's like really hard and personal. And like my dad, our dad died, like, uh, like literally one day my mom brought my brother to college. Cause my dad was too sick to go. And then we brought him to Boston. Um, and then my, my husband and I got married at the hospital two days before my, my dad died so that, you know, he could, we were engaged, but like, you know, like, and it's just kind of hard. It's like, I, I often picture him like at Berkeley being like, you know, you're meeting people. So what do you like to do? Like, I think my brother was like, I, I liked it when I had my dad, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it was like a really trying time for him. And I'm again, like, I think music just really helped him. And I think you can hear it a lot. Um, and a lot of his lyrics, you know, there's, there's a lot of pain there. Um, but I think my brother has done a really good job of like turning a lot of that pain into like beauty. And also a lot of people resonate with that. And I'm really proud of that, you know, that people, um, they use that also like a lot of their music to help cope with like things that they're going through. So it's like really a beautiful thing. Dunkaroos were discontinued in the late nineties, which is why my new, new single oh, is. By the way, yeah. I actually just saw them at a they're supermarket. Back. Oh, they're I back. Exactly. Them. Which is why I'm releasing it now. Yeah. They're way smaller Ricky was obsessed now. with Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos See, right. had them all the time. And I just saw them and thought about him the other day. I, like you proved my point there. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> Going back to like, I think butter rum being associated with Ben, like makes so much sense because he is the most like technical drummer. He spends so much time doing the most technical drills and warm-ups. And so I think like for him to get on stage and do this song that is just like him being fun and like he gets to be funny while he's drumming. Um I I think it's really nice for him because he spends all of his time rehearsing these like very technical um like the same thing every time, uh, warm ups and like rhythms and whatnot. And so like, it's just nice to see him have fun. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize because of the stage setup for them all the time, but beside next to Peter, Ben is probably the most emotive person out there during a show. And you can see it on the streams because you get close-ups on his face, but you know, he's, he's definitely singing. He's really fun to watch. He often sings along, you know? Yeah. It's, but they turn his mic off. He doesn't rehearse singing. Like you rehearse his drums. We all know this. (laughs) (laughs) At the shows in Philly at the Fillmore, we were like right above him essentially. Um, And it was in VIP. 
VIP? Were you in VIP? I I was in VIP. Obviously. obviously. Just making sure, you know. (laughs) But, like, also he kept looking up and, like, looking at me and making faces. And, like, it was just so much fun to see. I thought he was looking at me the whole time. So, (laughs) man. Ouch, dude. (laughs) It's looking at the nape of your neck, Greg. The nape. Oh, you know, come on. I did know Ben's a big nape guy, too. (laughs) I'm like a nine on the scale of nape ability. (laughs) So, on the scale of one and nape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a solid nape. So, know that, like, I wasn't here for a second and that the interview closed out already. And I'm so glad that we could reinvigorate the interview. But maybe we should yeah. close out now. Greg, we were saying close we're close out part, part two. Part two is coming part two? Uh, soon. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. Got, we got a lot more to talk about. We can. We're gonna also splice this all together, and it'll be, it'll be good. Okay. So now, do we um, get to hear it before it goes out to the masses? Nope. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> nope. Big surprise. Okay. Boom. <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, real, no, we, can you make sure you ask Marta about that because I don't want to like you know I just thought it was such a beautiful thing but I don't want to like you know. Oh, for There's sure. going to be some dude in like Ohio trying to buy her socks. I'm like, I bought them all. All right. We're up. Yeah, that is not in the episode. So save the socks for OnlyFans. On our OnlyFans. Uh, yes. Save the socks yeah. for OnlyFans. Yes. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Close it up. Goose close Girls it, is actually just an OnlyFans <laughs> pyramid scheme. All right. There's going to be a little bit of editing there. But. <laughs> To close this episode out the second time, um, thank you so much to Micah and Amy for being here. This could have possibly been the best interview we've ever done. And I think it was. I say that to everyone. We no. definitely don't. You should I listen to the podcast. The <laughs> I do. I do listen to it. I do. We have not said that to, to anyone. Um, yeah, not even close. Um, so, like, I don't ever want to have your brothers on this podcast again. Yeah, Ben's been on twice. So, yeah. Um, has he ever been on? No, right? No. Um, and, you know, I actually talked to him the other day about him coming on, and he was like, oh, I was trying to think you, you know, you guys didn't like me or something, um, but uh, uh, he's picking that we'll, up. huh? Yeah, we'll <laughs> save that. We'll save that for part two. Um, but we are so happy that you joined us today. Thank you so much to hear your insight about, you know, these people who are creating incredible music for this community that loves them, even if we're not all 100 percent sold is really, really excellent. And, um, you know. I guess I'll close it out with uh, Thank you for supporting them and being so amazing to them. Thank you. Truly. I'm serious. It, it, it's so awesome. Thank you. You know, I'll dedicate my life to, <laughs> to yeah. you know, some dude that writes really good songs. Of course, I, I had nothing else going on. So, yeah, worked, worked <laughs> out perfectly. <laughs> it was this or Dunkaroos for me. Yeah, it's slippery. Um, <laughs> so I'll close it out with um, a tune that some people may recognize. It's sister, sister. Whoa, are we journalists now? Because I think that was maybe the best interview we've ever done. Uh, Journalist is a stretch. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready for that. I think most of the credit goes to the guests. Absolutely. So we want to thank our guests, Amy and Micah, for coming on and spreading the love for their brothers. We've got a huge, huge episode also dropping next Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. Before all you know, it might just be Amy and Micah again. Couldn't uh, go wrong. 
Uh, yeah, and maybe they should take some, over. <laughs> and we've got some dates coming up for uh, Great Blue and Elephant Proof in the next couple of weeks. So if you catch us at one of those shows, please come up and say hi. Uh, let us know people are actually listening out there. This is draining emotionally and physically. <laughs> uh, so we'd like to know that there's some kind of support. <laughs> the Great Beyond is presented by Osiris Media, engineered by Greg Knight from his apartment in Brooklyn, New York. On behalf of my co-hosts, I'd once again like to thank Amy and Micah for joining us today, our manager, Kathleen Knight, and most of all, you, the listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to catch a ride with us next time on the Pathway to the Great Osiris.